Hello and welcome to The World in 30 Minutes, the podcast on the events, policies and ideas that will shape the world from the European Council on Foreign Relations. My name is Mark Leonard. I'm director of ECFR and I'm back. I've taken back control of the podcast, put down the insurrection that Jeremy led and his punishment for his counter-revolutionary activities is to appear as a guest in this episode rather than the presenter of it. The height of cruelty. And this week, we're not just going to talk about the events, policies and ideas that will shape the world in general, but more specifically, we're going to look at the future of 2024 and what happened in 2023, because this is one of the most popular episodes we do every year. It's the one that I'm particularly thrilled to be doing yet again with Jeremy. Um, this is the time where we subject our predictions from last year to the brutal scrutiny of our own marking schema and then get out our crystal balls to to look at the future. So let's go back to 2023, Jeremy. How did we do? We didn't do too bad. Uh, the first prediction that we had was that uh, the war in Ukraine would continue without any formal settlement. Uh, and this definitely seems to have been proven true. Our second prediction was that European and Western unity on the need to isolate and punish Russia would remain strong, but that the rest of the world would would lose patience with the West. Again, I think we were spot on. Our third prediction was that Donald Trump's legal problems would fail to put him in jail, that he would remain obnoxious, but also the front runner for the 2024 Republican presidential nomination. This one has clearly worked out to such an extent that no one can remember that actually a year ago people were saying it wouldn't be the case. But in fact, this was a counter-conventional wisdom claim at the time. Our fourth claim was kind of, I think, pretty promising. We said that the China was going to be found to have violated Western secondary sanctions against Russia and that that would spark a crisis in US-Chinese relations Earlier in the year, it, it did seem uh, that the prediction was coming to fruition, but actually probably thankfully for the world, even after uh, the US Secretary of State, Tony Blinken, raised uh, the issue that they might, um, it seemed to, to recede so that the crisis didn't emerge. So we're giving ourselves half a point for that one. Uh, the fifth prediction was that Israel and Saudi Arabia would reach an agreement on greater economic and diplomatic exchanges, but stop short of establishing formal diplomatic relations. This one looked very good uh, early in the year uh, and was proceeding along. But then, of course, it was completely interrupted by October 7th. Um, and in fact, they have moved significantly backwards since then. Uh, so we give, we haven't given ourselves any points on that, as hard as that is. Yeah, I, I think we should maybe have got half a point for that. But but um, but maybe we should give ourselves a bonus when, when it does finally become true in future years, if it does. Anyway, um, our sixth prediction was a bit more successful. We predicted one of the few really good bits of news of 2023, which was the the fact that the Polish Law and Justice Party would lose the parliamentary election and that the new government would come in, a new government would come in and, and settle disputes with the European Union and Germany, which looks like it's on track to happen. So we'll take the full point for that one. Our seventh prediction was that Turkey would launch a further incursion into northern Syria, expanding its protected zone. Uh, and that in part as a result, Recep Tayyip Erdogan, the Turkish president, and his AKP party would retain power after the Turkish elections. 
they did retain power. Turkey did launch some incursions into northern Syria, but it didn't expand its protected zone. Um, so, you know, we can't we haven't really worked out a way to give ourselves two thirds points. So we just take a half a point on that. Our eighth prediction was that a debt crisis would emerge in Africa, spawning competitive Chinese and Western efforts to offer relief. So um, we're giving ourselves half a point because lots of countries in Africa have been struggling to repay their debts. Um, But unfortunately, the generosity that we uh, predicted from the Chinese and the Western sources has been less forthcoming than the crises which we were hoping would spawn them. The ninth prediction was that the market for critical raw materials would tighten considerably, spawning both transatlantic and Western Chinese trade tensions as they compete for minerals. This one was super hard to grade because it happened in some raw materials, but not in others. So we've given ourselves uh, half a point and now trying are trying to remind ourselves that it's not necessarily the case that all raw materials will go in the same direction in any given year. So uh, our final prediction is that energy prices would see no further major increases and that the EU would not experience any serious shortages in energy, even as it attempted to decouple its energy system from Russia. That, again, was a a counter-conventional wisdom uh, claim last year, uh, but thankfully seems to have been true. So that takes us to, to the end of 2023. What's our total score, Jeremy? We got seven out of 10 points using our, our classic self-grading system, but I think that that's pretty good and uh, about on par with what we've done in most years. I think the self-grading system's got a bit tougher, actually, than it used to be in the past. I, I think we could have eked out another, like, at least another half point or so. Yeah, we tried this year to introduce this thing into it that we're calling uh, reality, and it has been a little bit tough on yeah, us. I, yeah, I, I, anyway, we'll see how we how we do this year, but I think we might want to revise our grading for, for 2024. Maybe that could be uh, something that people can help us with for, for next year. Yeah, yeah, we will. I think if the problem is if we ask our colleagues what to do about it, it only gets worse. So uh, this brings us on to the new year, our predictions for 2024, we have 10 full trends and two bonus trends, which we're going to lay out for you for, for this year. And I'll, I'll start with the first one, which is about the, the Chinese economy. And been lots of talk over the last uh, uh, few months uh, about the uh, stalling of Chinese growth and the, the fact that the Chinese economy has been in the doldrums. But we're nevertheless predicting that the Chinese economy is, while uh, not uh, likely to reach the average growth rate of the last thirty years, that it will, uh, the growth will return, and that it will still exceed that of the United States and the EU. Our second prediction, which will um, please a lot of our worried listeners, is that Joe Biden will win the twenty twenty four U.S. presidential election. Uh, Donald Trump will refuse to concede. Um, I think that one's the most safe part of the prediction, but there won't be any major outbreak of violence. So we decided to be uh, uh, optimistic on this. But also, I think um, Joe Biden has exhibited uh, a certain resilience and strength that people always underestimate. And so we expect that to show again in 2024. Our third prediction is that the Gaza war will end uh, in the sense that most of the violence will stop and that there will be no kind of major regional conflagration. However, um, there will also be no 
settlement or peace process put in place. So Gaza will remain isolated from the West Bank. Our fourth prediction is that under the new uh, Polish government led by Donald Tusk, Poland will emerge as the leading EU state on policy toward Russia and defense issues. We expect that Poland in the new government will really have a tremendous amount of legitimacy and capacity to move its European partners on some key issues that matter to it. Our fifth prediction is that the British Labour Party is going to sweep to power on the back of a landslide election victory. And the new Prime Minister, Keir Starmer, will bring begin an effort immediately to bring the UK closer to the European Union. And although uh, he will stop short of, of rejoining the EU or the single market, will transform the relationship between London and the rest of the EU. Our sixth uh, prediction continues our um, unusual optimism about elections. We see that the European Parliament elections will see the centrist parties, uh, the EPP, the SD, and the RE, maintain a slender majority, but this will be in the context of a fairly sharp shift to the right with populist anti-European parties gaining and centre-left and green parties losing seats across the EU. Our seventh prediction is that the next wave of disputes between China and the European Union around electric vehicles will be about security as well as about subsidies. We think that all sorts of questions are going to be raised about the dangers of these cars having sensors and uh, the impact on people's privacy as well as the critical infrastructure of our different countries. Our eighth prediction is that the Ukraine war will become a European rather than a global war. What we mean by that is that uh, the US and other extra regional powers will lose some attention onto the war as um, as other crises emerge, uh, but that European countries will step up and, and take responsibility out of necessity for the majority of money, weapons, and uh, going to Ukraine, and that they will launch an accession process uh, for Ukrainian membership into the EU, in part because the US will block a Ukrainian invitation to join NATO at the Washington NATO summit in July. Our ninth prediction is that the US government will decide that it has the legal authority to seize Russian sovereign assets, and it will urge the UK and EU member states to do the same. They won't, and this could create a degree of transatlantic tensions. Our 10th prediction, um, which I think we made two years ago, but you know the secret to the predictions business is to keep predicting it until it comes true, is that uh, popular green lash will become a force in European politics and that this, uh, this green lash, this reaction against um, environmental policies uh, and climate change policies will be both a cause and a consequence of the shift to the right in the various European national elections. I think there are 10 in 2024, uh, and that the green lash will be a big part of all of them. And you're very lucky. Not only do we have one bonus, but we've got a bonus on top of a bonus um, uh, this year. So I'll do the the first one, which is um, about the, the share of global trade denominated in renminbi continuing to rise. And what this uh, means in, in macro terms is that there will be a continuation of, of what's been a slow but steady trend towards de-dollarization in the world. Our second bonus bonus um, is that uh, Ozempic and similar weight loss 
obesity drugs will emerge in 2024 as a more important technological development, at least in the short term, than even artificial intelligence. Um, it's quite extraordinary already in the United States, the effect that Ozempic and similar drugs are having, and we expect that to become a huge story in 2024. Uh, Jeremy even has some statistics to back up this claim, because I think you claim that the most uh, optimistic predictions for the benefits of AI is an extra $700 million a year. Is that right? Extra, an extra $700 billion over 10 years mm-hmm. added to the US economy, um, which is a huge number, of course. But uh, the US spends $1.7 trillion per year on um, obesity-related diseases. And if if we end up being right on this, uh, at least I will expect a, a free subscription to, for a year from Ozempic for um, uh, to, to allow me to join the svelte masses that have benefited from this um, this technological innovation. This could be a revolution for ECFR as well. Great. Well, we hope that you've enjoyed um, uh, listening to our uh, predictions for for the year. We wish you all the very best for twenty twenty four. I think it's going to be a bumper year, full of elections full of war, full of uh, reasons for optimism and pessimism. Um, Do let us know if you agree with the way that we uh, rated our own predictions for for 2023 and tell us what we should have added in to our predictions for 2024. Are there trends that we have missed? Are there things that you would like to, to share with our listeners. Um, if you write to me at mark.leonard at ecfr.eu, I promise that I will read out the best listener predictions for 2024 on next week's podcast. If you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, please do uh, let other people know about it by writing about it on your social media page or ours and head to whatever platform you've used to download this episode and subscribe to future episodes. And while you're there, it'd be great if you could give us a positive uh, review and a five-star rating. But for now, from Jeremy Shapiro and myself, Mark Leonard, it's goodbye. The researcher for this podcast is Anand Sundar and the editor of this episode is Mireya Farrow-Sarats. Mm-hmm.